Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for Friday afternoon, July 10th. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know in and around college athletics, five minutes or less. We'll start with the ACC Board of Governors saying they will make a decision on fall sports scheduling and the possibility of playing a conference-only football schedule at its next meeting in late July. College Football Talk's Brian Fisher reports, quote, the NCAA Football Oversight Committee is recommending a waiver to allow teams to count two wins over FCS teams toward bowl eligibility. The decision was made yesterday, but was in the works long before the Big Ten and Ivy League announcements this week. The FCS and a group of five schools had pushed for the waiver. Oklahoma has petitioned for a waiver to move its football season opener against Missouri State from September 5th to August 29th. The change will give the program an off week after its first two games, increasing the odds it could avoid a potential roster depletion in the case of a COVID-19 outbreak. Sooners Athletic Director Joe Castiglione on the Big Ten's decision, quote, Up until this point, we have been working amongst all the conferences to try to make decisions that are consistent with each other. What gains are made by making the decision right now? Bleacher reports Matt Hayes has sources who tell him SEC East Division teams with ACC state rivals desperately want to play those ninth games. The problem is, Power 5 inventory isn't there for the remaining 10 SEC teams if the Big 12 and Pac-12 play nine conference games and the ACC helps Notre Dame fill a schedule. In Division 3, the NESCAC presidents have unanimously agreed to cancel conference competition for fall sports this season. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger talks to Group of Five and FCS leaders about football guarantee games. A particular note from Dellinger, Kent State is scheduled to play Kentucky, Alabama, and Penn State for a combined price of about $5 million, equivalent to roughly 17% of its budget. SWAT Commissioner Charles McClellan says the interference of one of its three revenue sources, ticket sales, student fees, and game guarantees, will significantly impact the way they do business. An unnamed group of five AD wonders, quote, at the end of the day, is there going to be enough reason to stand on to get out of paying the guarantees? On the same theme, Northern Illinois and Ball State both say they're focused on future relationships with Big Ten opponents in the face of these cancellations. As for what's potentially ahead this year, Miami of Ohio Athletic Director David Saylor says, quote, maybe in the spring we can play a couple less games but have 80% capacity. That certainly would be a big chunk of revenue we can make up for right there. To me, we have to play it out and think about what gives us the best opportunities. Even if we lost our guarantee game against Pittsburgh, I'd be more interested in trying to find ways to have bigger crowds in the spring, and I believe the television partners would still want to cover us. Sportico looks at the Pittsburgh-Miami of Ohio football game contract to see how those canceled by COVID-19 could play out and already developing changes to future agreements. Of note, a conference's decision to limit play to intra-conference games would make out-of-conference matchups impossible, at least under conference rules. However, conferences make decisions with the input of members. To that point, the Big Ten made its decision following many thoughtful conversations with presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors of member schools, as well as other stakeholders. This description relates to key language found in Section 9. To the extent a member school had some level of influence over the conference's decision, then the impossibility of playing games might not be beyond the control of the school. The Power Five reported over $2.9 billion in combined revenue for fiscal year 19, a 6% increase in total aggregate revenue over fiscal year 18. The Big Ten led the way with $781.5 million in revenue, resulting in payouts of $55.6 million to 12 of the conference's longest standing members and $10.3 million, million in total compensation for former Commissioner Jim Delaney during the 2018 calendar year. 
The SEC reported $720.6 million with an average per school payout of $45.3 million. Mississippi did not receive a full share due to a ban on football postseason play and a $2.6 million total payout for Commissioner Greg Sankey. The Pac-12 brought in $530.4 million with payouts of approximately $32.2 million per institution and total compensation for Commissioner Larry Scott of $5.4 million. The ACC reported $455.4 million in revenue with payouts ranging between $27.6 and $34 million and $3.8 million in total compensation for John Swafford. And lastly, the Big 12 reported $439 million in revenue with payouts ranging between $38.2 and $42 million with Commissioner Bob Olsey bringing home $4 million. The Boston Globe is reporting that Duke is finalizing a deal with Boston Celtics assistant coach and former ESPN headliner Kara Lawson to become the next women's basketball coach. In return to campus and competition updates, a limited number of Houston football student-athletes resumed on-campus voluntary workouts on Thursday after athletics activities were suspended on June 12th due to six positive tests. Michigan reports four positive tests out of 514 student-athletes and staff members tested. Virginia reported two positive tests out of the initial batch of 110 student-athletes. UConn reported zero positive tests out of the 150 recently conducted tests for student-athletes. And finally, based on an institutional decision made in March, Middle Tennessee has not released any information regarding the number of COVID tests conducted or any positive results among student-athletes or athletic department staff. And that is all for your D1T5 for Friday afternoon, July 10th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you next time.